are listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves in the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or game design. Each week, Roger is joined by Joe and Vince. time I heard James Taylor, I was laying on my back in the living room of our little apartment, my headphones on because the kids were in bed, and the moment his voice rang in my ears, I felt a peace like I'd never known. The first time I saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail was in my buddy's basement, a cold beer in my hand, the two of us laughing hysterically. I remember watching the final episode of MASH with my folks, who allowed me to stay up past my bedtime as we'd spent years watching the show together, and they understood the importance of this event shared by so many. And the first time I played Dragon's Lair was when I was working graveyard shift at a local convenience store, and I'd played endlessly during the night and often in the morning before heading to school. What non-gamers don't often understand is that games, much like every other entertainment medium, takes us back to a time of feeling. The memory's as powerful as any other, sometimes more so as the medium is interactive and allows us to immerse ourselves in its world. November's been a brutal month for our family. It's been one thing after another affecting cherished relatives from the big C to kidney failures, pulmonary scares, separation, and more. There's also been a massive blow to our savings thanks to a busted washing machine and faulty faucets and burst pipes leading to a mess in the basement, and more importantly, vet bills for our little dog, who's had a very serious back injury, the results of which are still up in the air until her current round of medication is done. At times like these, the weight that builds on your shoulders can be crushing. I was coming in from having carried our little dog to do her business outside, and my leg hit my desk, causing my system to wake from sleep. And on the screen was a Steam gift message from Vince and Joe. And as I held Mabel, I'm man enough to admit my eyes watered. A week later, this makes me laugh now. Because years from now, whenever I think about how much these brothers mean to me, when I pet my duck, because I refuse to believe she's going anywhere, I'll think about a nuclear wasteland and of my time in Fallout, building garages, killing mutated flies and headshotting raiders. Games matter because the people who play them matter. It's a bond that we're privileged to share. And I love you guys. Tonight we're going to talk about Fallout 4. Anyone who knows us knows that we don't give a rat's ass about spoilers, so you've been warned. Feel free to skip ahead if you want, as we'll also be covering last week's Nintendo Direct. But right here, right now, Fallout or as I like to call it, the game that I play when I want to build shit and maybe sometimes go hunting very bad people. Joe is still knee-deep in used tissue. I should probably rephrase that, but I won't. He isn't able to join us tonight, so Vince and I will just have to wax poetically about radiated mole rats without him. First and foremost, how's the PS4 version? Uh, It's been pretty solid for me. There have been a couple points where the frame rate has stuttered, like not even like, oh, I'm in this area, the frame rate's crap. It's just been like a few seconds of like a little hiccup and then pretty good after that. I think there's been a lot of mixed results amongst different PS4 players. So I don't know if it's 
something with hard drive space or I don't know what the heck the deal is. But with the exception of a couple very small hiccups, it's been rock solid. No crashes, uh, a surprisingly minimal amount of glitches too. See, I've had actually quite a few hiccups in the the PC version, but I'm quite certain that a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's playing in a Windows 10, which is shit. It just is. It just fucks everything up. But also the boot camp partition on my iMac. And we all know the troubles that I've had with Wildstar because of the drivers for the video card drivers. And it, the same thing is happening with this, not to the same frequency. And it is very much specific points in the game that trigger a crash because it's not random. And so I've tried a lot of different things and there's different workarounds that you can do, but it still has those annoying crashes. Like, I mean, dog meat at the beginning crashed the game for me every time until I finally went, screw this, and I set it to compatibility mode to either 8 or 7, and that resolved that problem. But as soon as I take that off, Dog go back with, not compatible with, with Windows, Windows 10. 10. <laughs> exactly. So there's different bugs like that that are really, really annoying. So luckily, I mean, I save all, all, all the time, so it's not bad. I haven't really lost anything, but... It does have some weird quirks. The the nice thing, of course, is on the PC you can put, be it mods, or you can do a lot of things that you can't do on the console version. Like, I've already fixed the problem with the over-encumbered bullshit. Fixed. (laughs) Console, type it in. Thank you very much. Done deal. The only issue I've had the game, and this is more of like just the the pretty crappy AI, (laughs) not necessarily a glitch per se, I was doing, uh, have you done the Trinity Tower mission yet in Diamond City? No. Okay. Well, you pick up a radio signal to go rescue a guy that's held at the top of this giant office building by a bunch of super mutants. Travis? Tell me it's not Travis. No, it's not Travis. (laughs) Because he's my favorite guy in this game. (laughs) So I went in there with Piper. And at the end of the mission, you get a new companion. So... Not wanting to forget where the new companion was. Like whenever I get a new companion, I automatically have them join me, send my current companion back to town. And then if I don't want the new guy, I'll just swap them out in town so that I don't lose anybody. Well, when you're coming down the building, you're using like one of those window washer platforms. And Piper, even though she was in the platform when the door closed, she kind of like glitched through it and got stuck back up on the top floor. <laughs> I was like, ah, eh, no big deal. You know, if you get far enough away from your companion, they'll always end up teleporting to you eventually. What I didn't realize is since I brought in the new companion before she had kind of rejoined me and I told her, go to Sanctuary Hills. She was trying to walk to Sanctuary Hills from the top of the building. (laughs) So I spent literally two days of real lifetime waiting for her to show up in Sanctuary Hills, going back to Diamond City, because I've heard sometimes if you lose a companion, they'll be back to where you first met them. Like, where the heck is this woman? And then it finally occurred to me. She's still stuck at the top of the fucking office building. (laughs) So I had to go back up there with no companion and get her to rejoin me and then like push her. Like I couldn't even issue her commands. I had to physically push her onto the elevator to get her back down with me. But like that's the only real issue I've had with, I don't know, maybe about 20 hours of gameplays so far. It it sounds very much like the problem that my son had with Dogmeat because we were trying to do the 
It's not really a cheat, but well, it kind of is. When you take him back into the vault. The cryolator. To get the cryolator, yeah. And my son was trying, because my son's been, we have, I have the family sharing for Steam, so he's often playing my games. And and that, see, that's how you know I'm a good dad, because he'll come out and he'll say, do you want to play now? And I'll say, no, you're playing. That's all right. You can keep playing Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> I might call him a little bastard as he's leaving, but that's all right. <laughs> that's, that's all part of the fatherly <laughs> love. But anyways, he tried it. And the dog would not follow him down, and it wasn't waiting at the bottom, nothing. He had nothing but problems, tried a whole bunch of different things. Me, first try, boom, worked. So companions are kind of flaky any way you slice yeah. it. So, And <laughs> I have a big honking German Shepherd. <laughs> when I'm playing this game, I'm not thinking, oh, look how they got it authentic. No, I'm thinking... Will you get the fuck out of the way? Because that is authentic. Dog meat eats a Molotov cocktail every now and then. He'll be all right. It's not that. It's whenever you're moving. Oh, yeah. She's always (laughs) in the goddamn way. Always. And that is. Dogs love to be in doorways. I mean, it's just how it works. Freaking German Shepherd is always in the way. Always in the way. Every time you want to walk somewhere, she's in your goddamn way. And so when I'm playing the game, it's like, will you get out of the way? I realize I'm putting up with the same bullshit in the game that I have to put up with in real life. And what what I hate actually is that, and this is actually a pet peeve with me, because again, big old honking German Shepherd, and we've had her forever actually it was funny because we were at the vets well it's not funny but we're at the vets with the little one and they had the chart on the wall of if your dog is approximately this size and this old this is how old they are our freaking german shepherd is like over 125 years old (laughs) and i mean she's still doing good and meanwhile the little one that's only like three four years old has got the bad back but um but anyways we've had her forever love her dearly and but German Shepherds have like those big honking nails mm-hmm. and and even if you keep it trimmed, they grow so fast and, and it's still, and you get that clicking whenever they're walking somewhere. And to me, that's like nails on a blackboard <laughs> and I've grown up with dogs. I love dogs. I love dogs. Like to, it's, it's amazing. My love of these animals. And, but this is the one thing that for me is like, Oh God, that's, it drives me nuts. That's why I'm constantly keeping their nails trimmed. So I hear this in the game now and it's like, oh, <laughs> like for the most part, I actually don't travel with dog meat. I do some, but not all the time, just because it kind of drives me a little batty. But anyway, <laughs> she is useful every once in a while, though. I know people say he, it's a she. Please look at the screenshots. <laughs> there's, there's key pieces missing there. It's a she. Um, You've spent a lot more time with that character model than I have. No, there's actually one of the loading screens shows her sitting down. Uh huh. And I mean, he's sitting right in front of you and you're like, okay, well, it's a female, obviously. Anyways, um, who do you travel around with most of the time? You? Uh, I've been kind of cycling through trying to figure out who I like so far. Uh, right now I'm with Kate. Okay. I've been yeah, either- I like her. She's, you know. Kind of a tough badass with a shotgun and a baseball bat. So, <laughs> I need to start using the companions more. The problem is, is that like a lot of people, 
really, I spend a lot more time doing a lot of other things than what I should be doing, which is going out and questing and shit like that. I'm, I'm still doing a number of quests, but I'm also doing so many other things. And especially if you're doing the building or if you're bouncing back and forth and back and forth between settlements to move shit out of your over encumbered backpack, the dog just keeps getting in the way. And so do the companions. So often I'll just say, screw it, just stay there. And then I just do my shit and then get them later on kind of thing. So, cause yeah. It, they're not even terribly helpful. I just, I don't know. I like having somebody with me, you know, getting kind of that commentary every now and then because some of the companions will have interesting things to say from time to time. So it's just, I'm not out there wandering alone in silence with just the radio to keep me company. I love the radio. <laughs> so do I. I listen but. to Diamond City Radio all the time. Now, you may think, ah, oh, he's exaggerating for the sake of effect. No, I found the YouTube video <laughs> that someone made of their Pip-Boy playing Diamond City Radio because you can get the track list that has all the songs mm -hmm. in it, but they don't have uh, a Travis on it. And I freaking love Travis. I mean, I love Travis. <laughs> <laughs> really, really love Travis. And so I found that, that video because for a while I was, I would leave the game on as well and just listen to it while I was doing other shit and just listening. But I, I mean, I love that music as well. I have some of those albums, like, <laughs> like Billie Holiday was some of the, I remember I bought my wife when we were first together, a two CD set and it was uh Billie Holiday's greatest hits. And because that was one of, if not her favorite at the time, artists. And I mean, we would sit and listen to Billie Holiday forever. And I've now got vinyls of Holiday. And I mean, I've always had vinyls of like everyone, Louis, Bing Crosby, you name it. So this music to me is like, I love this shit. And then the stuff that is, was done by them fits in so perfectly it's wacky and crazy, but it's still fun to listen to. So I just listen to that shit all the time. And sometimes it's a little too loud and it's hard to hear the quest people, but it's like, I don't care. <laughs> I was playing and it's funny because again, this is something. So you're role playing the wasteland asshole that just turns up his, his radio, radio and somebody uninteresting is talking. <laughs> My son was sitting down beside me watching as I was playing. And of course I have the radio on. And so it's, it's playing and I'm sneaking in this base <laughs> and he's saying, you know, they can hear your Pip-Boy, right? I said, I don't care. I'm not turning it off. <laughs> they can come after me. I don't care. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> did you read the article on Bethesda.net about the music? No, I didn't. Uh, it's really cool talking about, you know, how they came up with their song selections and having to keep the fictional timeline in mind of where the fallout timeline diverges with the real world timeline. So where they had to start doing their own original music. And I assume you've heard the songs from, was it Marigold? I think her name is something with an M. One is some of their original music. Uh, I probably heard it. If it, mm -hmm. they played on the diamond city radio. Yes. And, oh, then I've you heard can, it. and actually when you visit the city of good neighbor, like she owns a bar and she sings there too. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's Linda Carter. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you know she has a Grammy? No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> she loves singing. <laughs> awesome. What's the, what's the name of the song that she does? Uh, if you want to talk for a second, I can pull it up. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So I, 
I, I've been listening to the YouTube one and I need to actually record it as well so that I could put it on my iPhone <laughs> because I'm listening to that in the car on long drives because I absolutely love it. So they, I'm, I'm kind of a little disappointed in that. And I know that as you level more songs uh, crop up and that, mm-hmm. that's all well and cool, but I kind of wish that there were other radio stations as well. I mean, there's a classical one. You find some in some places as you're going through, but a lot of those are more distress signals and things like that. So I don't know if you've come across a lot more radio, actual radio stations to listen. No, so far yeah. as actual radio stations have the classic radio in Diamond City. Yeah, that's too bad. Which I, I know is, uh, I mean, you got to be pretty persnickety if that's what you're going to complain about because there's obviously the licensing rights and all kinds of other things that you do have to take in mind. So we can't expect too, too much kind of thing. And as it is, what we got, in my opinion, is phenomenal. It just, it would have been nice to have more. Or I'm hoping that at some point a mod maybe will get made where you can select from different playlists that you have as well kind of thing. And then at that point, I mean, you can even make it so that you literally just drop some MP3s into a folder and that folder is read off as a playlist that you can play on your Pip-Boy kind of thing. So it wouldn't be too hard to do. I've seen other games to it. That would be awesome. So apparently uh, Magnolia is the name of the character. She has five songs in the game and uh, one of which is called Good Neighbor. Now, uh, here's one that's going to get you in trouble, though. Magnolia is romanceable. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Going to live up some dreams here, Raj. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Because my dude didn't pine for his wife too much. Son, yes. Wife, eh, not so much. Oh, I've got some theories going on here. Part of that, and no, I'm just saying the RP aspect. Part of that is because when I was doing the character creation thing, a, I hadn't watched any walkthroughs or gameplay or read anything on this. What I knew was from prior, prior games and whatnot. Um, but when I'm working on it, like, I mean, that character creation, you can... It's a really cool tool. Hours in there. Like, some of the things that we're seeing people create of real people is a little kind of freaky. And... I'm not going to lie. Like, for for fun, I created myself and Alicia. Mm-hmm. So I had her on Skype and I was like aiming the webcam at the TV so she could help me get some of the details right. (laughs) There were points where the character model was in motion and it was creepy. Like, not like, oh, wow, that doesn't look right. It was, I'm on the TV creepy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it is a fantastic character creator. Oh, it is. It is. It's ridiculous. The problem with me was that I missed the presets thing that you can cycle through to see different thing starter guys that you can mm-hmm. then work off of. And by the time I figured that out, it was like, Oh, do you want to race what you've worked on? And it was like, I've been working for an hour on this shit. No. <laughs> and then I didn't realize until later on that you could switch to the wife as well. Mm-hmm. If you're playing as a male, obviously, and change the way that she looks like, I thought that if you change that, that was the character that you were going to be playing. And so I thought, Oh no. So I never touched it. And it wasn't until after that my son said, no, no, you can actually switch and you can change how she looks as well. So it was just a custom default one. Yeah. Or not the custom. It's I mean, the not like one. it mattered very much. And then that's the thing is like, boom, she's gone. I was like, okay, well, there's no attachment there. She was quite literally the woman in the refrigerator. Yes. Literally. <laughs> so it was like, okay, yeah, there, well. there's definitely some 
issues with the opening sequence. Yeah. What happened? Like, I mean, if you're playing uh, a female character, then obviously I'm assuming the husband gets shot. Same deal. I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine they would have changed that kind of thing. But yeah. (laughs) No, if you're playing the woman, you still get shot in the face. Yeah, really? Here's the guy. (laughs) So, yeah. You see that scene from a different angle. (laughs) The... uh, so, yeah, I spent, like, way too long on my dude. But then it was funny because initially I was thinking, well, I can make him look like me, but where's the fun in that? And then I was like, well, I can make him look like somebody. And then I was cycling through the hairdos as I'm doing that. And I landed on the Ronin hair thing. And I went, sold. Okay. This guy is a freaking <laughs> centuries Wasteland old samurai. samurai Ronin dude. So I, I didn't do too much. I figured, okay, he's probably like a mixed race by then. I actually did find then. a katana in the game too. I heard. I saw that. Not you. I saw a, a video where somebody had one. I went, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to find that for him as well. But it was awesome. Like I, I spent way too long on it. And, but it was all really a, a, a lot of fun. And then so did my son. It's, it's not just messing around with sliders which we've done a million times. It gave you a unique way to create your character, which I appreciate. Yeah. And again, if you watch some of the videos, especially of people making movie stars, athletes, you name it, it is fucking amazing what you can do with this system. Thus far, the best is Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, those were ridiculous. (laughs) What was the one that I saw? I saw one that just made my jaw drop. Freaking amazing! Somebody made not this one, but somebody made a Shrek and the King. The wife winds up looking like the King. <laughs> it was hysterical. I was like, "Oh my god, that's fantastic!" So, anyways, so yeah, the the story wise, I was really disappointed with. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty typical of Fallout as well. They really don't waste a lot of time with you being on your own. In the wasteland. I kind of would have liked more of the intro game, though, for it to be longer so that it actually does mean more to you going forward. Mm -hmm. Because as it stands, I find it even hard to be invested in my own son in the game because there was so little. I mean, you spend a little time where your wife has to say, hey, go spend some time with your kid. <laughs> and no, that's that's the game giving you one last reminder before you start playing it. Well, yeah, and then she's the one that carries <laughs> it. She's the one that holds. And see, I'm even saying it. Yeah, she holds him when well, she's in. That kind of ties into my theory. Sean might be an it. <laughs> really? No, you see him in the 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 bassinet. I, I know. Wait, you think he's some freaky ass cyborg thing? Yes. Really. I guarantee you the char- the character you play as is a synth. Is a synth. No. Mm-hmm. How how did you survive when everybody else in the crowd chambers died? Sheer luck. It's game logic that your dude is the All only I'm one that, that survives. All I'm saying, don't be surprised. Bullshit. This is one of your life is strange theories that doesn't and listen, pan out. Ev- eventually, one of my theories is going to be right. <laughs> this could be the one. Not this one. No. I don't buy it. What's funny too is that as I'm playing it, and this is where like guys like Neil deGrasse Tyson has ruined so many things for us and oh. the Mythbusters guys, <laughs> because when you're going onto the platform and the nuke drops, <laughs> and you're like you have time to wait, 
And then you're descending and it's going over top of you and you survive. I'm going, damn you, Mythbusters. <laughs> And all you other people for ruining these things for me. Because it's like, no, you, you're dead. You don't realize it. But only there dead. was a refrigerator nearby. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I actually have to go back in and replay the intro because apparently if you stay in town for too long, you're actually there when the bomb detonates. Oh, really? Yes. And then what happens? You lose? I don't know. I, I, need, to, I need to figure it out. I, I need to go see. Yeah, no kidding. I'm going to have to try that too. <laughs> you are too stupid to live. <laughs> Your wife is the one that's going to be going through the wasteland. Congratulations. You're playing as a guy. woman. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the, the intro would have been served much better if they just given you even like five minutes of just like having to fight your way to the vault. You know, if everybody's clambering to get in, Somebody's going to want to try and take your spot. You know, get, stand up for your family. Do something other than just run ahead of them down the street. I think that a small little bit would have made a much bigger impact. I think that we needed actually more before the dude shows up your your door. We <laughs> needed too. a lot more to lay the ground for work, work for what like that heavy world rain, is. Where the first couple hours of the game are just normal family stuff. Well, maybe not even not, quite not, that much. Not that but, far, but yeah. But what what would have happened as well is if we had the opportunity to leave the house and walk around town a little bit more, then the impact of the blasted town mm -hmm. later on would be that much greater because we would have that memory of what it was before and, and of seeing the people in the doorways and talking to them. Hey, Bill, how's it going? And whatnot as you're doing your business. I mean, even something as simple as walking to the end of the driveway to go get the paper even, say. Mm -hmm. Wave to the neighbor, exactly. pet, it, pet their dog. Very 50s thing. And then maybe a little conversation, maybe not. All of these things would have had then a massive impact in the the revelation later on when you're in sanctuary kind of thing. Yeah. Cause realistically I have absolutely no attachment to sanctuary. There's none. I mean, even the, the, the only house. reason I'm still living in sanctuary is I haven't found a better place yet. Yeah. And again, even your own house, there's next to no attachment. I've scrapped mm -hmm. everything in there. Yeah, including my house the script, the crib, my comic books. <laughs> like I said, I keep those in the garage. <laughs> I, the house beside the, the, the the settler house, whatever you want to call it, the one that's across from yours, mm -hmm. the one that you can scrap, the one that's busted down and use that lot. That's my garage. That's, and that's my bunkhouse. It's uh, just four walls with a whole bunch of beds lined up. Oh God. No, it's, I figure it's right there because I wanted to take mm -hmm. everything away from that starter house and put it in somewhere nicer. So I saw a video that somebody did, and it was on, I believe it was on IGN. And it was somebody who did a two level high garage kind of thing using metal panels and everything. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to start with that idea. But then I made it kind of like half, like with a, a, a an area up top for sleeping and, and different stuff. And I've got all of the crafting stuff in there as well. And it's fucking gorgeous. I love it. And I'm, I'm working, but I keep running out of stuff. I'm working on the roof as well. And I'm putting like wind turbines on the roof for power <laughs> and I've got the radio single and I, I took a barbecue from somebody's backyard and I put on the top of mine and uh, See, one of the I, umbrellas. I want to spend a lot of time doing that cool 
Minecraft, you know, home building stuff. I just don't want to do it in sanctuary. Yeah, I, like, no, I agree. I, I don't like sanctuary. I actually wanted to do the same thing, though much grander in scale, at the drive-in theater. Because mm-hmm. I spotted that place and it was like, oh, this is me. This is what I want to do. This 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 place. And but my fucking settler dudes went to sanctuary. I went, eh, fine, I'll go with them. <laughs> but at some point, I'm ditching them. <laughs> and I'm building up that place as soon as I have enough materials. Mama Murphy, you're on your own. Yeah, enough. Get your own fucking drugs. That's seriously. <laughs> Enough's enough. Like, listen, I got like 50 tubes of jet in the workbench. Just help yourself. Don't yeah. bother me. Just, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, so I actually, it's funny when I started playing it and... I, I did a bunch of the quest stuff and whatnot. And so how far are you in the main story? I'm in Diamond City now and doing um, some of that now. Okay, yeah. So, I, I'm at the point where I need to go find the detective. Okay, I actually, I yeah, I'm on my way to go find him right now. Mm-hmm. But I've done a whole bunch of side stuff. The Minutemen, like the Brotherhood of Steel. I'm on my way to find the railroad now. Yeah, I'm freaking general in... Minutemen stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I finally finished the Lost Patrol for the Brotherhood of Steel last night. <laughs> I started the Brotherhood of Steel. I well, I started. I was doing the clearing out the um the the raiders in mm-hmm. that, that factory place, which yeah, that was interesting. And then there's a section there where you get the radio station for the Brotherhood of Right. Steel. I don't know if that's where you got the quest or you just had to it. I think so, yeah. So I got that. So I headed over and I'd been listening to, again, that radio station, uh, Diamond City Radio, all the time. So when I th- heard something different, I went, okay, well, let's see what it is. And then it was like, oh, this is fucking cool. What, mm-hmm. This is awesome. Okay, sure, I'll do it. So I go and help them. And well, all I did was help clear out the ghouls initially, kind of thing. And then. I used their place to store a bunch of crap because I had to spend an hour <laughs> moving shit because I was over encumbered, which again, we'll get into that later. But anyways, later on, I'm doing some other stuff because I still haven't finished helping them. But every now and again, Travis will say, so something interesting happened. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts talking about the Brotherhood of Steel. And then it's like, but they got some help from the Outlander. And I'm going, Hey, that's me. He's talking about me. <laughs> and for a brief moment, I felt like famous. <laughs> it was like, the DJ's talking about me. That's awesome. Mom, I'm on the radio. It was awesome. And then later on, he talks about seeing the rumor of somebody seeing a vault dweller coming out of 111. And you must have heard that as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like a big deal. And it's like a little scary. And I'm going, what the hell is going on here? And it's, what I like about the game, and again, this is Bethesda, the lore is so steeped into this world that without doing specific quests for it, without, you know, even reading books or whatever that are strewn about, you're getting these kind of things where... Again, that just as a perfect example of that, making such a big deal about somebody, you, coming out of 111 and the hints of because it's 111. And you're going, what, what about 111? What's, what's the deal? Is it just what we read, say, on the terminals or is there more? What's, I want to know what 
they think they know. And I freaking love that. The, the amount of incredible story stuff I've gotten just out of reading terminals in like some random out of the way place has been fantastic. Like there was one, I found some, uh, some supply depot for the military and in the terminal, they were talking about the tunnel that was connected to another supply depot that could have been a security risk. I was like, Oh, there's a tunnel. Awesome. So I went down there, got into the tunnel and you clear through this whole like bandit cave and you finally get to the end of the bandit cave. And after you've murdered everyone, there's all these notes on the table of the bandit leader's sister writing letters about how she's been captured and needs more food. You're like, oh, my God, what, this poor girl, I just murdered her only hope. <laughs> and then you read on the terminal and it's the bandit leader's point of view of how distraught she is. Oh, my God, I have to help my sister. And then slowly realizing they don't have her sister. And like just this random not random. I mean, obviously it was placed there, but something I stumbled across was such a cool little story just through handwritten notes in a computer terminal. Yeah. Well, it's like the, even the notes that are, I would think the town shrink in sanctuary when you go to his office and you can read and he's got notes on the different people around town as well. Sanctuary. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, the drug dealer. <laughs> yes. Well, I assumed he was maybe a shrink before kind of thing. Oh, Some of the okay. things that he's saying sounds yeah. very shrink-like kind of thing. I, I, Sorry, that's my RP. It read like a drug dealer to me. Yeah. It, well, no, no, it was. But again, I saw, again, it's my little RP. It felt like he was maybe the town shrink kind of before that, before the, the bombing. Because you're getting weird terminology kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, it was – and that's where I thought, again – how I wish we would have seen these people before the explosion. So then when you're reading about it later on, you're going, holy crap, Bill's addicted to whatever kind of thing now. <laughs> or, or you know, it could be any number of things. So mm-hmm. that would have been cool. But yeah, those terminals are a must for me anytime I see them. I'm reading those things everywhere. Like when you are in, where is it? Damn it, I can picture the building in my head. It's, oh, I can't remember. Shit, there was one anyways. And you go, you fight a couple of guys upstairs and then you go downstairs and you fight crap loads everywhere. But there's a terminal there and you get these fantastic entries about, again, the people that you're murdering. <laughs> and it's not always, but sometimes you're going, damn, they... You know, if they went to shot at me, they seem like nice folk. <laughs> they really were just misunderstood. Yeah. So anyways, the the game has got, again, it's one of those things where I even had to change the way that I look at the game initially. It's gotten a little bit different the more questing I've done, but I was sitting mm-hmm. down talking to Tristan about this for quite a while because he, for at the beginning, he actually put in quite a few hours than me and he was doing the right things. He was doing the questing and, and, and things like that. And, and I mean, he loves lore stuff as well. So, I mean, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. And, uh, and I still had spent the majority of my time doing, you know, senseless stuff. And I mean, it's not senseless, but going out and just exploring mm-hmm. or doing some building things. And, and I can't stress this enough. 
I, again, I fixed it because I'm on PC going into the console, but the over-encumbered system in this game is so flawed. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's As much horrible. as I love the crafting, they, they seriously screwed something up. Because the number one complaint in any Bethesda game is there's too much shit. Like, my character's always over-encumbered. To which my response has always been, don't pick up all the shit. You don't need to carry around 17 frying pans and four broadswords. Just pick up what's valuable, what you can easily carry, and fuck all the rest. Well, now in this game, you have to pick up That's all right. the shit. <laughs> like, it's so infuriating, especially for me. When I created my character, he had one strength. Oh. <laughs> I've since bumped it up to three but more so I could get the armorer perk instead of that so that I could put pockets in my armor to carry more shit. It's, it's, it's really frustrating that they took what has always been the worst part of Bethesda games and made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, I have literally up until a few days ago, I actually, I did it yesterday. I have spent hours since this game has come out doing nothing but dropping everything in a settler, um, whatever, crafting station, toolbox, you name it, and then porting back to Sanctuary with a small amount, dropping it, going back again, picking up, save, port, drop, rinse, repeat, over and over and over again because I go out and I explore and I kill shit. Well, I'm picking up everything. I've wiped out a factory's worth of bad people, I stole everything they had on them and some of the yeah, places I haven't been going quite that far because there's some supplies that I'm just like, I'm good on this. No, I, <laughs> I don't need any more of these things, but so, if you see a desk fan, you better bet I'm going to jump. Yeah, over really. And grab it. <laughs> so there's, there's too many desk things. fans and duct tape. <laughs> yeah. Duct tape. No kidding. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that, that system slot. So anyways, back to what I was saying, I'd spend a lot of time doing that. The questing had not yet been epic. That intro, mm-hmm. I would argue that it does not, like I was saying, does not come off as epic. Doesn't mean it's bad, but it does not feel epic because you have no frame of reference from which to be emotionally attached, which is important in games. So to me, that was really generic and fluff for the most part. It was you know, cliched stuff. So, and then when I'm looking at the questing that I'd done up until that point, nothing was truly standout. Yeah, the first few hours were just busy work. Yeah, so I was saying like, I mean, the this game is getting insane reviews. And I know that the internet loves to, you know, sheep it together. And if one person really loves something, everybody does or vice versa if they don't like it. And it was like, I just, I I would not, at that point, have rated it nearly that high. And even now, I'm not rating it a 9.5. I, I, I simply no. wouldn't. But once you change your opinion of the game and don't see it solely as a an RPG that you go in and quest and do things, but you change the way that you look at it to almost be like a, you know, it's it's damn near like a Diablo you go in to grind loot to do whatever, and then it's got some Minecraft tossed in for just building shit that's awesome. And then there's also the sim- system, the RPG system, where you can go and do questing. Once you kind of figure out that the game can be a lot of different things based on what it is that you want to do in uh, in a gaming session, 
that's where it really starts to shine because you're not shoehorned into one thing or another. Case in point, the other day, I wasn't doing it. I managed to pop my knee, not doing it well. So I obviously am not interested in going out and questing at all. I want to just put my freaking get Travis playing some tunes for me and <laughs> work on my garage. And I did for hours and it was glorious. I had a great time. And then the other day I was like, now I need to really get my butt to Diamond City, do some questing and all that. And I played for hours and had a fantastic time doing that. So yeah, now that I'm in Diamond City and getting more of the actual story and the characters and a lot of the stuff going on, now I'm very interested. Like for the first dozen or so hours, I wasn't interested. I was going along with it. I was having fun, but I wasn't engaged. Now I've kind of hit a point where the story's working for me and now I'm now I'm on board with a lot of different aspects instead of just the gameplay. Yeah. I'm going to need to find a either a mod or the console command to maybe do like a respec at some point. I would like to. Oh, let me talk about this. <laughs> okay. I don't know how you spec your character, but I did what I traditionally do for Fallout games. A lot of intelligence and, you know, good charisma, good perception, decent agility so that I can pick locks. I can hack computers. I can do all the cool crafting stuff. I can talk my way out of situations and none of that matters. Like, yeah, I have access to all the cool gun mods. That's helpful. But charisma hasn't done a goddamn thing for me. All the stuff before where like if you were trained in computers or if you were trained in certain skills, you would have extra dialogue options. That's all gone. Like (laughs) I like my character, but he is probably the most suboptimal build I could have possibly come up with from a gameplay standpoint. See, that's actually one of the reasons why I would respect because I didn't put enough points into charisma and Tristan did. I have five charisma and I've had to save scum my way through so many persuasion choices that are yellow which are supposed to be easy and I'll fail them five times in a row. It's ridiculous. See, Tristan put in ten points into charisma and he is getting away with murder. <laughs> he, <laughs> Literally. He is getting options that are red and he's getting them no problem. So he's getting, and he's been telling me like some of the things that he's getting. One of the quests, he got nearly 1,000 additional caps because of persuasion and being able to use an option or charisma, I should say, and choosing a red option. And he got the entirety of the reward versus splitting it. And he got, it was 970 or some damn thing like that caps. So it has really paid off for him and giving, giving him some, some very interesting options. But again, he maxed it out. So that's why. Yeah. The, the one strength, two luck, three endurance build would not recommend. I decided to go heavy. I've actually been pumping luck now that I'm leveling up and the game started to be more fun now. Oh, yeah? yeah. I, I don't think I have a single point in luck. I might have one. There's some cool stuff in luck. I um, I got enough agility. And then I wanted to also, I've got a, not full up endurance, but some. I wanted essentially a good sniper build. Mm-hmm. So the problem is, is that. Sniping is overpowered as hell in this game not just overpowered i i'm not crazy about the system for sniping though Mm -hmm. in this game at all like i i think back to like mass effect series 
And I played a lot of different builds as well, but my favorite was the sniper build because A, it, it was overpowered, but it was also just a lot of fun, like really, really fun. And this one, I I find it's more work than fun. And so go to the weapon shop in Diamond City and for a pretty cheap amount of caps, like two, maybe three thousand. There's a laser rifle that you can buy that deals double damage to enemies that have full health. Wow. Mod that out to turn it into a laser sniper rifle and you're going to one shot kill damn near everything. That's awesome. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, so... I kind of like Tristan did more of a strength melee build. Mm-hmm. And the only problem is, is that there's some legendaries. You don't want to go toe to toe with them. I, I'm sniping those bastards <laughs> from far away. When I finished Lost Patrol last night, there's and I, I'm convinced it's one of those places that's like guaranteed to have legendary spawns because I've come across a couple places like that. So I'm fi- I'm level I think I was 16 at the time and I'm fighting this level 18 legendary super mutant. I'm in my power armor, which air quotes power armor because all I had left was like an arm and my helmet. (laughs) I was just running around throwing grenades behind me trying to kill this guy. There was one dude and it was just outside of Diamond City if I'm not mistaken. And it was a bunch of these guys that were in this ragtag building or whatever. But you could snipe them from a building across the street mm-hmm. from one of the open windows. And so it took a while because they were high level too. And I sniped the, the, the extra dudes and then I spotted the legendary. And he took a little while. But I got that bastard. <laughs> it's, it's so disheartening when you're doing well. You're like, okay, this legendary is almost dead. Legendary creature has mutated. And he gets all of his health back. And you're just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I'm- laughs> I wasted my crit. <laughs> <laughs> the Minutemen questing has kind of been. Yeah. Minutemen, I would say I, I'm not terribly interested. Subpar because you can very, very clearly see that it is strictly a framing des- device to get you to explore the map. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I've just unlocked the quest to go take back the castle. So hopefully that'll be. Pretty cool because they're talking about amassing, you know, all the minimum they can find, bringing in some artillery. It sounds like it could be pretty damn cool, but it's also on the edge of the map where there's a bunch of high level enemies, and I don't want to go there just yet. Right? Yeah. I, uh, I again, I'm doing them, but and, I, and I'm doing them again. I'm RPing my guy pretty nice for the most part, and so which is why I'd like to play another one just to choose the asshole choices which would be fun as well. But uh, so I'm going and I'm recruiting everybody kind of thing. And I'm trying to keep my settlers happy within reason. But again, I part of the reason why the Minutemen questing is not doing much for me is just that because in my mind, I see that framing device to just all it's doing is getting me to explore. So I'm looking forward to doing other stuff. What's the, uh, the Brotherhood of Steel late though? The question I, that? from what I can tell, like, the Brotherhood of Steel stuff with Paladin Dance working out of the uh, police station. It's kind of just an intro because now that I finished Lost Patrol, there's nothing more for me to do except the repeatable quests. So I think it's something I'm going to have to pick back up later. But Lost Patrol was cool as hell. And did you do the uh, the first quest with Paladin Dance? No, you not. Go to the, okay, do that quest because it's cool as hell you, where he goes to reclaim uh, some stuff out yeah. of the, the – 
wherever the science lab. Plus, you get a really nice laser rifle as a reward. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, doing that quest was cool. And then Lost Patrol was actually a lot of fun because you're going, you're tracking down these fallen Brotherhood members, you know, tracking down their radio signals, finding where their bodies are. Like it's, it's actually a really cool quest line. I enjoyed it. Did you do the, uh, the Travis quest? No, not yet. Okay. I have not done it, and I'm curious whether I will or not. And I say that because initially when I heard there was a quest for Travis, I thought, oh, my God, I can't wait. That'll be awesome. But then I read, and doing the quest, I don't know what happens in the quest, so I can't spoil it anyways. But whatever it is that you do fills him with more confidence. So his broadcasts afterwards are a lot less travis there's mm. there's he's got more confidence in him there's still some stammering and, and such but not nearly as much he is a different persona on the air kind of thing almost and it's like yee i kind of like travis as the oddball nerd that <laughs> that really it's you you never know why he's actually doing this because he wasn't made for radio but i still love him <laughs> You like season two fits more than season three fits. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. We're going to move on, but so, before we do uh, any. just Yeah, just to say, we do have a lot of criticisms about the game. There are a lot of systems that are underdeveloped and in some ways infuriating. It's still a great fucking game. Oh, though. yeah. 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 It is. It is. We're complaining about things because it's detracting from how much we love everything else. <laughs> I again I cannot stress enough if I if I had to play this on console the over encumbered bullshit at times would stop me from playing. I'm I'm getting better with it. Like I'm learning, you know, what is worth picking up and what isn't. So I, I haven't had any over encumbrance problems for a while now. Oh man. I gave myself I, I just have to make sure I go back to sanctuary after every quest. Yeah, and I don't want to have to do that. Uh, yeah. It's a waste of time. It is quite literally yeah. a time sink. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, anyways, I, I actually, for anybody who's interested, I'll see if I can find it and put it in the show notes. Maybe I have the console thing. I Twittered what it is for anybody who's interested. So you just enter that into the console and then you got, boom, I gave myself an extra thousand. I don't know if you can go above a thousand. Uh, well, it, it does because it adds it to whatever you have. So I'm at like 1260 or some damn thing. So that's uh, almost enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I also forgot. I do want to say how well they did implementing the power armor in this game. From the first quest where you're jumping off the roof of the museum in Concord, which is cool, but being able to upgrade it and like having it stored away as the secret weapon. <laughs> like when I was doing the Lost Lost Patrol and I got to the, the radar station with all the super mutants, I was like, damn, I I'm not strong enough. I'll be right back. <laughs> Went, suited up the power armor, busted out the minigun and the fat man. And you know, that that was, it, it's cool that they're, they've given you like this cool power weapon, but you can't use it all the time. So I, I, it's such an iconic part of Fallout that in other games was just, okay, it's an upgrade. You get two thirds of the way through the game. They, they've made it a, a living, breathing part of the entire game this time around. You know how much I use that thing though? Next to never. So I, I don't I use it very often, ever. but there are times where I'm like, I need my power armor for this. You know, <laughs> I get my I get my Iron Man suit up montage. I um, when I was playing it, and this is you know, yes, I love lore, and I I do read the quest, 
But if it's a very bad pain day and I've got pain meds in me and I'm not feeling well, I kind of skim through the quest text sometimes and I'm not like dissecting everything or I've read it and a minute later I've forgotten what I read kind of thing. So I get on the roof <laughs> and A, <laughs> I had to find, I'm going, what am I doing again? I, there's armor. I need to go outside, whatever. Okay. So I just happened to find the door. I was like, oh, where does this lead? <laughs> do, 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 do. And I was like, oh, suit of armor. That's right. Okay, cool. And there's a busted chopper. And I'm going, oh, this is neat. So I go and I look and then I remember, okay, I got to get this gun because I'm going to need this. So I do that. And then I go back to the suit of armor, armor and I get into it. And it's like, beep, 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 beep. And it's interfering with my Diamond City radio station, okay? <laughs> and it's like, beep. And I'm going, what the fuck? And then it's saying, okay, the, you need the power core. It's depleted. And I'm going, power core? And it's like, was I supposed to give a power core? Where's where's the power core? What the hell is that all about? So I look through the quest stuff, but it doesn't tell you the hints that they gave you before is gone. And so the hints, it's not a hint. There's a power core on the floor below. Yeah. Well, isn't a hint. okay. Like I said, <laughs> okay. Cut me some slack. If you had to take everything I take, I assure you, you'd forget know, a lot of I'm shit. I'm just saying, but it's, calling it a hint is a bit of a disservice. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I didn't know where it was. I couldn't remember where it was. So I go and, and it's like, again, and you can barely move to moving really slow. And it's like, babe, babe, babe. I walk over to the edge and it's like, son of a bitch. And I thought, fuck it. And I just jump down and I'm mowing through all the guys that are there. Meanwhile, babe, babe, babe. <laughs> and then the dog at one point says, oh, hey, I found something. So I'm going, the dog found the power core. Awesome. So I follow the dog and it's like, it's nothing. And I'm going... You useless fucking impact. dog. Yeah. Well, how is this going to help? Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Fuck. So I keep going and I tried to fight the, whatchamacallit, what's it called again? The, the death claw. Death claw. And the way that it was. And it didn't go well for me. And uh, and so I kind of even knowing what I was doing, it took me three or four tries. So it's it's not an easy fight. So anyways, I, I, I died once. And then I went, you know, screw this bullshit. I'm going to go look around town, see if I can find this goddamn power core. So I, I, I went back for my reset and I scavenged the town, except for that bottom floor. Because I've been in that building. I didn't see it in there. So I'm going to go everywhere else. I wound up fighting the Deathclaw without the suit of armor but I had the mini rail gun and I just was careful and I moved around, didn't let him get a hold of me, used the vats as much as I could and everything else. And I beat it. And it was a damn good fight though. I will say that without the suit of armor, it was a good fun fight. And I hadn't even found the goddamn power core. I walked that shit to sanctuary <laughs> with the minute man, dude. And the rest travel with no power. And it was like, babe, babe, <laughs> Babe, babe, all the way from there to sanctuary. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're all trying to talk to me. And it's like, I can't hear you over the beeping. Stop talking. Well, and, for the record, I also had a power core on hand for, that I found previously. I did so. not. I did not. So beeping all the way to sanctuary. I stored that shit. And 
I literally had to look online for where I could find other power cores because you can turn in the quest without having gotten the power core kind of thing. So I did. It's a bit of an oversight. And uh, and so anyways, so, so I went and I found some other power cores. And then at some point, my son was saying, you didn't get the power core from the start. And I went, no, I can't. I forgot where it was. I don't know. He went. It's right underneath. It's you just go. It's underneath. <laughs> well, I know that now, but <laughs> I didn't at the time, and I hadn't yet gone to go get it. So yeah, I kind of popped in there. Bloop, bloop, bloop. There it is. Well, well wow, of course, I'm easy. the player that, as Preston is calling for help, there they've got us pinned down. We need help. Get there. Like I'll be there in one second. I'm just picking the door on this. I'll, I'll be right there, but <laughs> I was looting the entire place while he's still getting shot at by raiders. Like he's drawing fire. I'll be fine. <laughs> Wait. After I, I, I can't remember if I told you this, I know I told Tristan, but after I saved his butt and then he makes it to the back with the rest of them and whatnot, I ran past and I went into the room and he gives his little greeting and it's like, oh, great to see you kind of whatever the hell it is he says. And I immediately turned around to go back because I wanted to loot the guys that are there. And as you're walking away, you hear, seriously, you're just going to leave me here? <laughs> seriously? <laughs> just hold on for fuck's sakes. I'm coming back. So, yeah. So anyways, now I have power cores, but I still rarely ever, ever use that thing. It's a decoration in my garage. Well, now it's to the point where now I got to get the whole set. I have the T45. I got to get the T50, the T65. I have three quarters of a suit of Raider power armor. (laughs) God. Oh, okay. Are we going to move on? We can. Uh, We're going to be talking about this some more. As we're both playing the game, and Joe is going to want to talk about this game as well. So yes, we must hear the glorious tale of Jeff Boobies. Oh, God. That's what he called this guy? Seriously? Yes. Oh, fuck. He let Twitter name his character. Oh, Joe. I suppose we should be happy with Jeff Boobies. Why would he pull off a Jeb Bush? We'll let the internet decide who's going to be on our money. (laughs) Like, seriously. (laughs) Joe, what the hell's the matter with you? Mine's Babs. Babs Gordon. Of course it is. And you're doing a great job role-playing the Shadowrun version of Babs, apparently. Yeah. Hey, my dude is nice. He's helping out people all and the time. I'm forgetful. Choosing. Well, there is that. <laughs> that's not so much him. That's me. <laughs> Did you have any, like, really, before we move on, like, really, really standout moments? Uh, moments, not so much. But as I said, there, there have been certain parts that were like were really a lot of fun for me just like finding these really out of the way places and some of the absolutely ridiculous for some reason my favorite character in the game is dr goodfeels the mr handy robot that's at the freaking <laughs> the oh yeah the yes. marijuana <laughs> it's just it's a robot that's just flying around dude <laughs> i thought i <laughs> I went in. Do you have any I, idea how creeped out I was? Like before like I spent, it took me a few minutes to find him. I just heard the guy flying right. around. I'm I, like, what's going on? I saw him and I kind of snuck past because I thought there was going to be raiders there. So I sneak into that garage, whatever barn thing. And then I hear the talk and I went, oh shit, they're here. And then I realized, cause it's going around the barn. I'm like, that's the robot. And then you break into the terminal and then you get the story of how they liberated him. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this game. <laughs> I thought that was priceless. Did you find the teddy bear with the glasses sitting on the crapper with the paper? No. 
there's in one of the spots I took a screenshot. I'll have to I'll have to post it. But again, and I'm like taking everything and I almost left it there. But then I thought, no, I'll take it. But yeah, it's a teddy bear. I need that fabric. There's a teddy bear sitting on the toilet. Like on the edge of the toilet seat with glasses on and a newspaper. <laughs> and I was like, what? And, and this is like a, a raider base with like these mutant flesh eating things. <laughs> but, you know, Mr. Wiggles had to go potty. <laughs> so somebody set him up on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, like there, there's so much well-designed atmosphere in this game like it's it you could tell they took their time like just designing this like uh in diamond city when i was doing the quest for the baseball guy which is hilarious his version of baseball (laughs) and then when you tell him how baseball's actually played he's like no that's not right (laughs) but he has you going on the quest for these artifacts for the boston red Sox, and you get to this one place and it's like this rundown house in the middle of the lake but it's it's gorgeous like the sun is shining there's no radiation and i had codsworth with me at the time he's like oh there still is some beauty in this world and i was like damn codsworth you're slightly less annoying right now (laughs) pretty deep too bad you're not really junklies (laughs) did you read the thing that i posted in discord i thought that was awesome because, yes. and for anybody who hasn't read it, if you go to Bethesda.net, they've got a, a feature that they wrote about Cods, Codsworth. But in designing him, and I love when you read these developer blogs where you see that the attention to detail was there. This wasn't a fluke. They understood the importance of the big doe eyes to convey emotion on this emotionless box. They just watch Chappie. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, this was probably done before Chappie. But anyways, yeah, I thought it was super interesting. Like right down to the the lines used for the ball shape because that's one of the first things you play with so people have a, a good memory. It was, I, I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So anyways, like I said, we're going to be talking a lot more about this, especially as we land into quest lines that really truly are phenomenal. And again, like I said, Joe's going to want to talk about it. But now we're going to talk about Nintendo, because the Nintendo Direct was last week, and we did get some interesting news. Uh, You actually are the one that's going to take this, so go ahead. Yes, so we had our first post-Iwata Nintendo Direct, which was kind of weird, but they can't stop, of course. So, you know, Reggie had some nice things to say. And it's nice that the goofiness is still there as well. (laughs) And uh, they obviously had a lot of stuff to talk about, leading off with... In four short months, you're going to be able to play Zelda on your Wii U with Twilight Princess HD. <laughs> Which, hey, we knew it was coming. They've done HD versions of everything else. This was the next one in line. I honestly don't care anymore. And I love Zelda games. But the Wii U is turning into a catch-all console for all of their prior games and not nearly mm-hmm. enough new stuff. So it's like enough but I got to say, even as somebody who doesn't care, that Wolf Link Amiibo was really nice. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, freaking Amiibos are awesome most of the time. Yes. Uh, they showed off the Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, which is, uh, you know, whatever. It's Pokemon. But it's awesome. It's noticeable, notable because it has every Pokemon 
ever in it, which is what, like 740 at this point? Yeah, it was uh, 730 or 740. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. They showed us a little bit more of the Zelda Wii U game that they promise we will see in stores next year. Uh, A lot of stuff about Splatoon, Mario Maker, lots of cool improvements, additions, new maps, new modes, new all kinds of stuff. So it's cool that they're, they're still supporting those games because let's be honest. Those are games worth owning yeah. on your Wii U. <laughs> okay, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, whatever. Mario Tennis Ultra Smash, sure. Of course, we did have Xenoblade Chronicles X. That was awesome. <laughs> yes, I. This this is the game that will make me buy a Wii U, without a doubt. Comes out on December fourth. So really, really want to get my hands on that game. I, st- I still need awesome. to get a new 3DS so I can play the first one though. Yeah, I wouldn't bother with that. I honestly just play the freaking Wii U well, version. Well, they're – well, they're completely – they take place in the same universe, but they're not – it's it's not a sequel to the original. Yeah, no, so. no, I know. But no, it's – the new one just looks like you could invest a lot of time into it. And it was funny because it's – I know they're kind of selling it off as a open world kind of sandbox gameplay with some monster hunter tossed in kind of thing. But – Probably because of what I'm doing now in Fallout, where it's just wandering around, doing whatever the hell I like, following some quest line, killing shit and whatnot. And it's like, this is that, except in that glorious anime Mm -hmm. style kind of um, world. And it just, it really is hitting on on every cylinder for me. Taking internet hyperbole into account, I've seen a lot of articles talking about how this is one of the best open worlds ever. But again, it's the internet. Everything's the best thing ever. Yeah, that's true. But in this case, they might be right. Mm -hmm. And it looks gorgeous. Just spectacular. Oh, it's it's far and away the best looking game I've ever seen for the Wii U. Yeah. And that's including Zelda. (laughs) Uh, they had a cool little preview for Yokai Watch, which is out now, which again, it's the Nintendo silliness. I love this little video thing. It's, it's just so goofy, so ridiculous, but this is what we love Nintendo for. These goofy little vignettes with Reggie yelling at Phil. Uh, they showed us some more of Pockin Tournament, the fighting game, which actually does look pretty fun. will be out next year. That looks awesome. Yeah, it does. They actually, they talked about that at, damn it. Was it a PAX or I'm trying to remember what I think that it was, was. Yeah. Or was it E3 even maybe? They talked a little bit about it at E3, but I. Because I, it looked awesome then. And I think I'm it, was not, one, it was at a Gamescom or something where they, oh, they actually talked I think more that's what about it, is. it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because it freaking looks awesome. Like really awesome. Mm-hmm. I was, and I'm not a huge fighting game fanatic i know you are more so than i but i do still like to play them with my son every once in a while and that was just bloody awesome it looked like a blast well yeah i mean they're working with namco and you know the name is of course a reference to the tekken fighting games because yeah. it uses a lot of the same mechanics so yeah if, if nothing else it's going to be a blast yeah oh yeah I, i'm thinking that eventually i'll pick it up just because it, it is nice when especially my elder daughter when she comes and visit the nintendo gets turned on and <laughs> I mean, <laughs> most of the time we're Mario Karting, but I mean, something like that we would definitely be doing together as well. Mm-hmm. So coming out on April 22nd, everybody was freaking out for the new Star Fox game, which am I the only one that's like really unimpressed by what I'm seeing? I'm really meh about it. 
Like, I, mean, I mean, there was some course, cool things, but yeah, overall. Like, but like even just looking at it, it looks kind of like crap yeah. visually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know if they're trying to like keep in line with that Super Nintendo. Uh, what was the, the Turbo Graphics? Not the Turbo Graphics. What was the name of the special chip? that they had for the Star Fox game on the Super Nintendo, whatever it was. Like, they're trying to keep that weird, like, polygonal aesthetic. At least I hope that's what they're trying to do, and it just doesn't naturally look like a game from 1998. But I don't know. It, it just looks... The game looks fun, but it looks really outdated to me. See, I'm getting tired of that from Nintendo, period. I It's... Again, it's... Their consoles were not before as strong, and they still aren't as yeah, strong. We, we as, know the Wii U is not as powerful as everything else. But in the it can still do phenomenal things. It the can Wii U still can do still better than this. Do a lot better. It can still do 1080p fantastic stuff. I mean, some of the games that we have for it, it does justifiably play great and look great. So that's why when you're getting these kind of things, I'm going, I'm calling bullshit now. You're trying to skimp out on development, game development to put out a good engine that looks good and so that you're saving money and just saying, Oh, it's all about the story, not about the look. You know what? Enough of that. This is no longer the Wii or the GameCube or anything like that. It's, it can do gorgeous games. Stop underselling it. Give us stuff that looks good. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got uh, Mario and Luigi paper jam. Looks fun. If you're into those little Mario Luigi games, which I am. I find them quite enjoyable. It comes out in January. Also in January, though, is Final Fantasy Explorers, which actually looks really cool. I'd forgotten about this game because it came out like a year and a half ago in Japan, which it's this cool action RPG. It's uh, similar to kind of Monster Hunter without hopefully being as boring as Monster Hunter, but a similar uh setup where it's just like the central hub and you're given these quests it's not like a huge overarching final fantasy style story but you have a lot of classic gameplay elements characters weapons a lot of that stuff showing up and they did say when you buy the game it will have all of the dlc from the japanese release included at no extra cost yeah it looks awesome it Mm -hmm. looks like it would be fun yeah definitely yeah and again this is a 3ds game that Looks looks better than some of the Wii U games that yes. were showed off at this show. Yep. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of cool info about Fire Emblem Fates coming out on February 19th. We knew going in that there were going to be two separate versions of the game, kind of looking at uh, the story from two different perspectives. We have Fire Emblem Birthright and Conquest. Now, what they're doing is pretty cool. If you buy one of the games at full price, you can, uh, at least on the eShop, get the second game for half price. Which, if you're going to release two versions of the same game, at least they're not turning it into a Pokemon where you're paying full price for both. It's still too much, in my opinion. Like, I mean, between those two and I, the I don't other one... It, we won't know until it's out if it's worth Well, that's that the thing. Money. We don't know how many hours of gameplay you're looking at that's mm-hmm. unique from the other experience. Because... I mean, it's it's not going to be entirely unique. It's still going to have a lot of the same thing in terms of the combat and whatnot. So I I don't see it being worth, especially when you look at the fact that, again, there's three of them. I don't see this as being worthwhile. It's, it's mm-hmm. just way too much freaking money. 
I, I don't know. Like I said, we don't know if it's worth the cost yet. But I mean, yeah. if you're into Fire Emblem games, and a lot of people really are, this might be, you know, the, <laughs> the, the holy grail for you. If, oh my God, I get three Fire Emblem games all at the same time. Because yes, they announced there will be a third game coming out later. Uh, they didn't give a, an exact timeline called Revelation, which will tie the two uh, initial games together. And the special edition will contain all three versions of the game. So again, I don't know. It's entirely possible there's well over you know eighty dollars worth of games between the three of them. So I, it remains to be seen, but I can appreciate what they're trying to do of at least not price gouging completely. See, we're seeing things way differently because what I am seeing is in fact price gouging. I mean, I we'll see again once mm-hmm. it comes out, but it would also be fairly easy. I mean, relatively speaking to make them just different enough that you can try to justify putting them out as separate games instead of just putting all it all in one game there. Why not put it all in one game? Why split it apart just to try to make more money by selling those separate games. So to me, it does come across as price gouging. I, I mean, hell, even again, freaking 18 year old son came down because he watched this first and he was telling me about it. And he was like, oh, my God, this is freaking terrible. Look at what they're doing us here trying to sell three games instead of all in one. I'm going, yeah, well, that's what they like to do. Mm-hmm. I, said, I don't know. We'll see. It It's less awful than it was before the Nintendo Direct when I thought you were going to have to pay full price for two games. Yeah, it's still too much. I could hear Joe squealing from here when they announced the Mega Man Legacy Collection (laughs) with the first six Mega Man games, also introducing the cool Mega Man Amiibo, which I'm sure uh, he already mashed pre-order on that one. Mm -hmm. You take bets on that. (laughs) Uh, That... The collective cry of joy when they announced that Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow is going to be coming to the virtual console and you can trade with your friends with no link cable required, which... I mean, okay, like, but... Do you really want to go back and play those games? No. They don't hold up. <laughs> no. no. If you've never played them, maybe, but only if you've never played them and you've played all of the newer ones kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, just play the newer ones. Yeah. yeah it's just, just, <laughs> there's, there's no reason. <laughs> it's the That's same the fucking story yeah, anyway exactly. you slice it. It's the same game that they've put out several times. Oh, yeah. Uh, One of the huge reveals, though, when they're talking about Hyrule Warrior Legends, which is the 3DS version of the Wii U game coming out in March, talked about the new characters that that we've seen before, the stuff from Wind Waker. And then they showed off Linkle, which on one hand, God, that is the worst name ever. (laughs) On the other hand, badass Diablo 3 Demon Hunter Link. (laughs) There had been kind of rumors beforehand about this. So when it was announced, it was like, okay, this good, because I, I was hoping it wasn't just rumors. And as I'm watching this, because I have no interest in Hyrule Warriors games, mm-hmm. but I'm very interested in this. And if this is that first step to gauge public interest. It shows they're listening. Not just that, but it shows that down the line, we may get a Legend of Story game where Link is a female character. That would be awesome. That mm-hmm. would be spectacular. So the fact that, again, this is the first step is really, really freaking cool. Yeah. And she's, she's just cool as hell. She is. I like it. 
<laughs> uh, they did a quick montage of a bunch of games coming out, uh, most notably for me, Bravely Second and Lair. I loved uh, the first Bravely Default game, as well as Dragon Quest Seven and Eight. I've made no... Uh... Let me try that again. <laughs> I've made it very obvious over the year. Dragon Quest Eight is one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. As soon as I heard it was getting a 3DS re-release with a whole bunch of extra content and new stuff to do, I was salivating, and this was their confirmation that, yes, it's going to get a North American release at some point in 2016. So if you haven't played Dragon Quest VIII, I highly, highly recommend getting the 3DS version when it comes out. And then they closed out the show with the what the fuck heard around the world of the new Smash Brothers character being none other than Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. It, it was pretty damn cool. <laughs> Once again, Tristan comes downstairs and says, Cloud's going to be in Final F- in, uh, in yes. Super Smash Bros. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't play it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and I, for him, though, I mean, if we sit down in the evening, because he's got it both on his 3DS and I bought it for him on the Wii U. And, I mean, we'll sit down to watch TV, like the three of us, because the rest of the kids live on their own outside. And... uh and he will pull out his 3DS and play Super Smash Bros. for hours mm-hmm. while we're watching TV kind of thing. So for him, this was like, awesome. And I'm like, man, eh, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at what a phenomenon Smash Bros. has become. I know. Especially with this entry. Because now you have a Nintendo game where Mega Man, Pac-Man, Ryu from Street Fighter, and Cloud from Final Fantasy can fight each other. That's that's something I wouldn't have imagined a year ago <laughs> like it's it's showing that you know what when nintendo wants to still be nintendo they can do pretty damn good they've got a lot of power too mm-hmm. they can do these kind of things because yeah it is cool don't get me wrong but it's just gonna have no impact the best on part of it though is the art that showed up the next day on twitter going wait wait you guys aren't realizing the best part of cloud being in this game and it was like their art of what kirby's gonna look like when he swallows cloud and gains his powers <laughs> So it's Kirby with the cloud haircut and the giant sword. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Do you play much Super Smash, if at all? No, not. Uh-huh. I haven't played Super Smash Brothers in years just because it's a party game. Like It's not that fun to play by yourself or honestly, even online. It's not that fun. It's a game that's really fun to play when you're around with your friends. I just, so I, I haven't played a lot of it yeah. lately For because a fighting I, game, I, I don't find have a lot odd. of people who are into it. Yeah. I, I played it with, with Tristan a few times and it's one that of those said, things where. In the coming months when I get a Wii U, <laughs> I will have a lot of fun playing this game. <laughs> oh, again, I, I've tried it and I find that it, the the game mechanics behind it are are weird. It's not like a traditional fighting game. The objective isn't to beat mm-hmm. the crap out of somebody, it's to send them flying. And so it's kind of, I, 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 I don't know, it, it, it doesn't speak to me like it does so many others. Yeah, you see, this is why, because, you know, I watch all the big fighting game tournaments and all that. And the big story at Evo the last couple of years has been like this renaissance for Smash Brothers at the tournament. And competitive Smash Brothers, to me, is one of the most boring things to see like when you're playing smash brothers competitively you're not playing smash brothers anymore it's more fun when you're just 
having a blast, you know, throwing pokeballs at people, or now as we see, summoning Bahamut to, to blow them out of, out of the arena. Like it's it's a game that you can't take seriously. You can't try to win. Like it's just you know, have some fun with your friends, yeah. and, and I like it for on that merit. Yeah. All right. So was that it? Yeah, I so. I, I, I think. It was a really solid showing overall because a lot of people were a little worried about Nintendo this year, both with what they've shown off and you know the changes and restructuring in the company with Awada gone. But I think they stepped up and showed, whoa, 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 all the stuff you loved is still coming. Here's a bunch of cool new stuff we haven't shown you before. I really like these Nintendo Directs because they don't wait for a big trade show. They're just like, okay, do we have an hour's worth of stuff to talk about? Cool, let's do it. And they, they're playing by their own metaphor <laughs> you've been having problems with those tonight haven't you listen it's it's been a tiring couple of weeks Cut me some <laughs> it's hard to do a podcast when you're playing fallout in the background it's hard to think the um <laughs> i was a little disappointed in it I, I i have to say part of my disappointment though is of course because i don't have a 3ds and mm-hmm. so well, if, if you don't have a 3ds nintendo's got nothing for you yeah and with the wii u i want to play more good wii u stuff but I don't want to pay for games that I've already bought and or mm-hmm. played kind of thing, and even if they're remastered. I, I've got freaking that Zelda game on the Wii U. We still have or a Wii. We still have a Wii set up in the other room, okay? So well, you see, I, now you can play the proper left-handed version of the game. Screw that shit. So, uh, there Which was, is still one of my favorite game design tricks when they did the Wii version of Twilight Princess. Because Link historically has been left-handed. It's never been a big deal until you had to put motion controls in the game. The vast majority of people are right-handed. So they needed to make Link right-handed. So instead of just making Link right-handed, they took the entire game and flipped it. (laughs) You have any idea how infuriating it was when my friend couldn't find something? I'm like, it's on the northwest corner of the map. And he's exploring it. I was like, he sent me a picture of his TV screen. I'm like, I'm right here. I was like, what's wrong with your map? (laughs) Not realizing that the Wii version and the GameCube version were mirrors of each other. God. Yeah. So for me, again, I, I looked at this and there were some things that I found interested, interesting, certainly. But there was not nearly enough that was – that would have been a console seller if we didn't already have no. a Wii U kind of thing. No, I, so, I, I agree. So that was disappointing. Plenty of 3DS console sellers though. Yeah, there's some. I I just refuse to blow that much money on it this far into its life cycle. So hmm. even the new one, I know I I will wait until the, either the next iteration or something. Because I I got a 3ds pretty early on in its life yeah. cycle, and it's been my favorite gaming device hands down. Yeah, see, in that life in that time span. See, I still love my Vita. And I still play the Vita all the time, and mm-hmm. I use the I, Vita. I love my Vita. The, I love my PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. 3DS. Ah. All right. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So that is the show. Thank you for listening. You can join us live on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter for the lower individually. Joe is Loaders at J. Vince is Simodian. And myself is Zen Buddhist. You can leave us your thoughts on iTunes and Stitcher. And with that, we will see you on Monday of next week. Probably. <laughs> No promises.
Thank you for listening to For the Lore. Each week, the show is broadcast live on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Stop by forthelore.com slash live to join the conversation and have your thoughts discussed on the show. If you'd like to hear more from the guys, check out Comic Book Informer, a weekly podcast from Vince and Roger, as well as Popcorn Ronin, a bi-weekly movie, TV, and anime podcast. And lastly, thanks to Manelli Jamal for the show's theme music. We encourage everyone to check out his site, ManelliJamal.com, or find him on iTunes and help support this incredible musician by picking up his CDs.